The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 226th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we'll be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was the NBA reaching its halfway point in the season and the Golden State Warriors, again, uh, just putting on a show. They're really one of the best things going in sports in recent memory. The record, the uh, All-Star break week is 48-4, and which is just nothing short of astounding. Uh, Their game against the Oklahoma City Thunder the night before the Super Bowl out in uh, San Francisco was just one of the best games of the year. just remarkable to watch how they turn it on at the end. And Oklahoma City looks like a team that could compete with them, but when it was close in the last two minutes, Golden State did what Golden State does, which is just turn it on. And they won by uh, six, eight, ten points and coasted to victory there in the last minute or so. So. It's just remarkable. It's so much fun to watch them. Uh, it's truly appointment television. It feels like the NBA is just basically putting on every one of their games on Turner or ESPN or ABC, wherever. Uh, it's the way it should be. When you got something going like that, uh, you just have to, ro- have to roll with it. Steph Curry uh, is just one of the great players we've ever seen uh, in the history of the NBA. I think everybody relates to him. So, yeah, Steph Curry is just, uh, again, putting on a nightly show. Uh, Behind-the-back passes, three-point shooting, the likes of which we've never seen. Uh, I guess if the season ended today, 
you would have the seventh best three point shooting in NBA history season for season. Uh, but it's not ending today. There's still a fair amount of games left, and uh, they're going for it. They're going for the Bulls' all-time record of 72 victories in a season. I think that was the 96-97 Bulls team with, of course, Michael Jordan. And uh, at 48-4, and you just have to love where they stand. Uh, I think they're going to make it. They're now coming out and just saying flat out uh, they're going for it. Um, you know, with the long rest for the all-star week, uh, they're going to come back rejuvenated and dare I say better than ever on the flip side, my low light of the week is the, uh, Houston Rockets just basically disintegrating. Uh, it's amazing to watch. Um, Let's not forget they had one of the great comebacks in NBA history, coming back from 3-1 down to the L.A. Clippers last year. And now all of a sudden Dwight Howard is uh, being bandied about uh, in trade talks, apparently. James Harden's game is just being dissected uh, in every way possible. Uh, nobody seems to know what the problem is down there. Um, meetings are being held, quote, late into the night. Um, it is just really uh, amazing to watch because um, you just had to think coming into this season they were going to be one of the good, one of the better teams and uh, would build off that amazing comeback of last year. And instead, uh, Coach Kevin McHale was summarily dismissed early in the season, very early. And uh, it's apparent now he was not the problem, since the problems have continued uh, and, in fact, got worse. Uh, Dwight Howard, uh, he was just such a specimen down in Orlando in his early years, led him to the NBA Finals. Never forget the game when they beat the Celtics in Game 7 to get to those finals. Uh, they beat him in the Boston Garden. Not something that happens very often through the decades. And uh, and Dwight Howard's career, you know, that on to the Lakers didn't work out there. Uh, now with the Rockets, apparently not working out there. So it ain't good, that's for sure. And uh, we'll see where that goes. But it is just really... Uh, you know, sad, sad to watch. Uh, they love their basketball down in Houston. Had a couple great NBA finals back in the day and with Ralph Sampson and that, that team, Akeem Olajuwon against the Celtics with Larry Bird and the like and, uh, and Kevin McHale, speaking of Kevin McHale. So, yeah, they have a proud history. And uh, I was even reminded of them when uh, the O.J., Movie was on. I think they were the team playing the Knicks uh, in the finals the night of the famous OJ Chase, which of course is being recreated on television in a miniseries. <laughs> and uh, it was great stuff with Bob Costas uh, talking live from the game. And, and they cut away from the game to go to the chase that night on the freeway, a night none of us will ever forget. So, uh, yeah, the Rockets, uh, I've been in Houston. Uh, 
when the Rockets were actually playing, did not go to the game, but I remember the energy around that team, the interest. And uh, so, yeah, it's just really uh, highly unusual. My bizarre story of the week was the, uh, the apparent speech by the Louisiana governor talking about budget problems where he actually went as far as to say that academics could be threatened and in what would really hit at the heart of people in Louisiana, talked about uh, the potential of the LSU football team not playing due to budgetary concerns. Uh, I can only imagine how that went over in the state of Louisiana, the football-crazed state of Louisiana. Uh, It just must have been, um, you know... Quite the, quite the debate, to put it mildly. Uh, they love their football down in Bayou country, and uh, if the governor was trying to get attention for the budgetary problems, I can't imagine anything uh, better to get people's attention than uh, make a threat having to do with the Louisiana State football team not, uh, not playing football this fall. It's uh, incomprehensible to even think about, uh, especially coming off the crazy end of the year with Les Miles and all the discussion of him being uh, fired, and then yet he was uh, retained the very night of the last game. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of swirl, shall we say, around the LSU football team. And uh, again, I, I just could not believe that uh, a governor of Louisiana would would even float that topic out there. Um, and I can only imagine that uh, Baton Rouge and New Orleans and the entire rest of the state is in uh, something resembling a panic, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy story. And... Uh, we shall see what happens there. I can't imagine anything of note would ever come from it, but uh, but it, but it's out there now, and it was a stunner, uh, to say the least, that he would even bring it up. So yeah, back to the NBA uh, break, uh, the All Star weekend. I think the potential highlight uh, is obviously you know. Kobe Bryant is the story, needless to say. It's the Kobe farewell tour, and uh, it is just reaching its apex during NBA All-Star Weekend. And uh, the three-point contest with uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, both from the Golden State Warriors, involved, uh, guaranteed to be appointment television. Uh, Reminds me of... uh, Having the potential of when Larry Bird uh, had the great three-point contest uh, back in the day and had one of the great lines in sports history, in my mind, in the locker room as they were getting ready for the three-point contest. Larry Bird looked at all the superstars around him competing, uh, about to compete in the three-point contest, and said, uh, which one of you guys is finishing second? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) needless to say, Larry Bird won it. And uh, the rest is history. So, now it's time to uh, take our break. 
And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And, A.P., how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Thank you, as always, for calling in again. Uh, getting pretty cold up here in the Northeast, uh, talking below zero temperatures, and it's not just the Northeast, it's also... Uh, out in Toronto, where the NBA All-Star Game is being held. And uh, I know you got to see the, one of the best shows in sports this week, uh, the Golden State Warriors playing on their home floor. How was that? Oh, John, it was terrific. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was quite, quite the atmosphere that evening. And you get to see the best brand of basketball with, with their style, the they employ uh, passing the ball, and they all highly skilled, can shoot and pass. I, I really enjoyed watching Golden State and uh, Houston. I can imagine. Um, well, let's start with Oracle Arena. I, I hear that you know the crowd there is just off the charts. Uh, you know, just one of the best you ever see. So, how was the crowd? It must have been amazing. Yeah, they're they're loud and they they really uh, have fun watching their team and. 
that the fans that they're they're just thrilled to to have a, a championship caliber uh, program that they can root for night in and night out. It's such an enjoyable brand of basketball too. I think that really contributes to the uh, enthusiasm of the, of the uh, people. Yeah, now if I remember correctly, uh, Steph Curry, as he does every night, uh, put on a show. It seems like this one, the game you saw, might have been even a little above average, even for Steph Curry. Uh, you know, he just is amazing to watch, keeping in mind, of course, that I got to see him uh, in the final game of their winning streak to open the season and up here in Boston. But what was it like watching Steph Curry in person? Yeah, he, he, you know, John, when you see him physically, you're thinking, this is the guy that's dominating the NBA and he's not very big. He's not, uh, doesn't have a physical presence that, that, that uh, scares you, but he's so skilled with the ball. That yes, he. He can get the ball away at any time to get a shot. You can either maneuver for the shot or just his release itself is so quick and precise. I love watching Yeah, well, I know. I just saw a recent highlight of him where, uh, you know, he was actually, he left his feet right around midcourt and, uh, you know, threw a behind-the-back pass, <laughs> left-handed, right on the money. Uh, kind of a long one as behind-the-back passes go, and... Uh, yeah, it was just a thing of beauty, and you know, but again, to watch his three point shots, which are well beyond the arc, is just uh, amazing. I mean, his shots swish like no other, like no nobody else's shots swish. They're just like it's just remarkable to watch. It's again, I've made the comparison before, or just the only comparison I can make, which is Pete Maravich from back in the day, and. Uh, Again, like you said, the night I saw him, uh, I was just blown away by his size or lack thereof and his handling of the basketball. I went pregame and, uh, you know, the way he dribbles two balls at the same time. And he's just a magician in every way. It's just something to watch. Yeah, you have to have a vision, John, to make those types of passes and anticipation. And then the skill to pull it off. And he just seems to do it like he's chewing gum. It doesn't phase him. I mean, he doesn't, there's no interruption in the flow. And, it, and it's right, you know, when he's trying to make a decision, all of a sudden, boom, the ball's behind his back, down the court, another pass, dunk, layup. Exactly. Yes. I mean, they just got it all going on right now. And, you know, he's not alone. I mean, Clay Thompson, uh, is remarkable, and they're both going to be in the three-point contest, which should be uh, appointment television from All-Star Weekend. And, uh, yeah, and Draymond Green is having just really uh, a remarkable season. He seems to be, you know, the spirit of that team in so many ways. And then you throw in, you know, Harrison Barnes, Andrew Bogut, you know, all the, everybody off the bench is just performing. Uh, it's remarkable. They they look unbeatable. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, and then their locker room has a very good atmosphere in their locker room. I mean, you have a leader like Steph Curry. He's very approachable, and he's funny, witty, easy to talk to. The media loves him. So, and then Steve Curry, you know, he's the same way. He's 
uh, just an enjoyable person to be around and, and the press conferences, they, they flow and there's, it's just interesting to watch the Golden State from a lot of the different perspectives. Well, that's it exactly. They're just, you know, they're a fascinating team. They've just, uh, you know, as former Boston Globe sports columnist Ray Fitzgerald used to use a word called duende, D-U-E-N-D-E, which is kind of like charisma. And, you know, it's very, very hard to achieve it, extremely so. Not many teams over the years and over the have done it, but they got it. They got it. I mean, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. If they're on, I watch. It's just period. I don't miss any opportunity to watch the Golden State Warriors live. So, uh, you, you know, it's just fabulous what you know what they've accomplished here. And uh, and again, it's really cool that you got to see it in person. I'm, I'm sure it was just really a tremendous, tremendous evening. Yeah, yeah, I was there at the from uh, Alabama. Uh, Alabama basketball legends have been in pro basketball since like 91. T.R. Dunn, after he retired in 91, he had, I think it's 14 years in the league. And in years, so I visited with T.R. and he's at the Houston club. So I'm glad to get to see him and had an opportunity to, to see a game at Ortho Arena. That's great. Now, how early did they get to the. Uh... Did the fans start to arrive, or did you get to the arena? I think I saw you know the night before the Super Bowl for that big Oklahoma City Thunder matchup. That you know, two hours before the game, they were just lined up like a long, long line on a Saturday night. Uh, did you experience some of that as well? Not that you were well, waiting well, in think, line. Yeah, I tell you what, Dan, it wasn't that many people, but I was there. I think it was uh, around. Four o'clock, and there were some people already at the arena. The game started at seven thirty. Really? Wow. <laughs> that speaks. That speaks volumes. So, is Oracle Arena? Is it like old looking, or is it like pretty nice? No, it's, no, it's pretty nice. It's right next to the Coliseum, the Oakland Coliseum. They're right next to each other, so there's plenty of parking right there. City of Oakland, you know, off the highway, so easy access and. Um, when I left the arena, it was easy as well. So, yeah, I enjoyed the whole experience. Yeah, I drove by it one time, um, the Coliseum and Oracle Arena, a few years back. Is the road, is the Route 880? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I think, I think that's where it might be, John. I think it is 880. I mean, it's around. I know that. It's 580. That's one of those. Yeah, it's right, uh, again, right beside, you know, major interstate highway, which makes it convenient. And, uh, well, that is awesome that you got to see that. And, uh, yeah, as as the NBA reaches its halfway point, um, you know, Oakland State is, or Oakland State, Golden State is obviously the feel-good story, but the feel-bad story, as I referenced in the opening segment, you know, for now is the Houston Rockets. And uh, Dwight Howard is, again, you know, being talked about in... As being traded, the team is just in a shambles right now. James Harden game game is just being dissected in every way possible. And, uh, you know, they let Kevin McHale go early in the year, but now it's obvious that he wasn't the problem because the problems have continued and, in fact, gotten worse. I'm hearing, you know, they're having, quote, talks late into the night. 
just a crazy situation down there. But it, uh, as usual, it appears that Dwight Howard seems to be at the center of everything. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be someone that that get makes his teammates better and, and involves a lot of winning. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what the issue is exactly, but if you bring a big man in there, usually you're going to have an advantage. But it seems to work the other way around every time he joins the team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's just remarkable uh, <clears throat> that you know. Nobody knows what the problem is. You said it perfectly. It's just uh, nobody's been able to really, really pinpoint it. Um, obviously, there was a lot going on when he was with the Lakers. Uh, and again, you know, don't forget that he, you know, led them to the NBA Finals when he was with Orlando, and he basically owned the town. It seemed, you know, was the successor to Shaq. Like Shaq, he left town. Um, you know. Many people think he was the reason Stan Van Gundy got fired, and uh, it just seems to be, you know, constant angst around him. I mean, there's clearly a theme here, that's for sure. Yeah, there's some winning involved, but eventually it turns south. Exactly, exactly. Well, I remember when he was at the top of his game, I remember probably his greatest night ever as a pro, not that... He dominated the game, but because uh, it was uh, Turkovich who did it. But I'll never forget when they come in and beat the Boston Celtics with KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce in Game Seven on a Sunday night at the Garden. Um, you know, Dwight Howard and Turk Turkovich had the game of his life, and uh, yeah, and they beat the Celtics to you know go on to the NBA Finals where they lost to the Lakers and Kobe and that was you know looking back clearly the high the highlight of his career was that night no question about it and uh of Dwight Howard so uh how far the mighty have fallen it seems but speaking of the mighty Kobe Kobe is clearly uh you know at the height of his farewell tour uh, given the week off for the All-Star game. And uh, what do you think of when you think of Kobe? Yeah, I think he was a quintessential basketball player. He can handle the ball. He can score from uh, penetration outside. He's a, he's a great defender. Um, he was a, a teammate that always was trying to win the game. You know, probably you know, he, he was pretty selfish, but those, those scores, those guys who are scoring 30 points a game, they have to be pretty selfish. Now. So, But he was a guy always concerned about winning, and when he wasn't, he was dissatisfied. That leads to the changes and reactions and all types of things to try to get back on the winning track. So he was, he was a tremendous, uh, tremendous pro. No doubt about it. I, of course, always remember the night he, uh, you know, they won the seventh game against the Celtics. I think it was 2010, uh, and him standing on that table, jumping up on the scorer's table and waving the towel that night. It was him and Paul Gasol, and Celtics had, I think, the 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. And uh, when I think of Kobe, I'll always think of that night. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's the, the uh, one of the lead players in the league. I mean, he's been there for... I mean, I don't know how many years he played. Was it 19 or so, something like that, 18, 19? 
And I remember hearing a story one time of Chick Hearn, the old uh, broadcaster from the Los Angeles Lakers, and he said he received a call one day from Jerry West, and Jerry West said, I'm going to pick this uh, 18 or 19-year-old high school player, and Ch- uh, Chick Hearn told him, are, are you crazy? Of course, Jerry West a fine talent, and the rest of history, I would say. That's a great story. I love that. Um well, five NBA championships, uh, and probably would have been more if he and Shaq would have been able to get along, right? I think so, yeah. I, I always think it's about winning down, but sometimes they have these, these personalities that uh, they can't click. You know, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson and Dallas, I mean, they were winning, and they got to separate, and Kobe and Shaq, those are the two that kind of come to mind for me. Uh, I always talk about pro sports is about winning. It didn't matter about personalities, but it, but it does uh, take effect on that. Exactly. I agree. Well said. Well, AP, uh, great perspective. Uh, again, the NBA season is uh, at its midway point, and uh, lots to talk about there. But uh, for now, why don't we take our break? And lots more to get to on the other side. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And 
AP, I know you're still out in California where you've been for a couple of weeks now, and I was thinking of you uh, when the Hall of Fame vote was revealed, and you have to be a very happy man that Ken Stabler is finally in the Hall of Fame. Oh, John, I'm so excited that Ken Stabler is in the Hall of Fame. I just wish that he was there, but his family was able to enjoy the moment and savor the moment, and uh, it was an arduous task to get him to, to you know, get, to get the votes and everything, but it all turned out well, and, and I got a chance to visit with his grandson out there, just Jack, or the grand snake, as we call them, and they were just as cool as Kenny. Let me tell you, they were really impressed with young, young people. That's fabulous. Uh, yeah, they were... Uh, the- Am I correct that they play football for uh, Chaparral High School down in Arizona in Phoenix? Correct. Correct. That's right. One's a wide receiver and one's a safety. They sure do. Yeah, and we talked about that a while back, uh, about specifically Chaparral High School when you and I were out in Phoenix for the College Football National Championship game. And uh, that's great because those two gentlemen, those two, his two grandsons were uh, – were brought onto the NFL Honors stage the night when they brought out the Hall of Famers, uh, newly elected, and sure enough, there they were, and I thought of you immediately. So that's great that you got to meet them. Yeah, it really was. I, I didn't get a chance to see them in Arizona when I, we were out there, but I did get a chance to meet up with them. And, you know, John, they're on the stage uh, at the press conference after the television show with Tony Dungeen, Orlando Pace, and Brett Favre, and Kevin Green, I mean, they, they were just calm and collected. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, their grandfather would have been proud, and, you know, hats off to you because you lobbied long and hard to get, uh, you know, for Kenny Stabler and the NFL Football Hall of Fame. You, you know, you put forth, you know, a significant effort, uh, and... You know, your efforts and those of others paid off handsomely. And he finally made it. And as you said all along, you know, wouldn't it be great if he makes it this year uh, with the Super Bowl and the election, of course, being in the uh, Bay Area, which is where he starred for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it was great to, to talk to some of the people in the area. And they, they just loved Kenny. And like everyone did. I mean, he was so generous with his time. And, you know, he was... Uh, uh, you know, people loved him because he was human. He had his frailties like everyone. But so many people had stories to tell. They'd met him somewhere at some event, and he'd take the time to stop the autograph, take a picture, just have a conversation with them. So there, there's nobody like uh, Snake. Nobody like that. And I don't think you ever see anybody like him. I mean, just a, a legend, and of course, in Alabama and, and around the country. You mentioned that thing. They know they know of his, his legend. Yes, well, I'm sure the whole Bay Area had to be excited, and, you know, I've never heard a bad word about, uh, you know, Kenny Stabler. I mean, he just seems like he must have been about the most likable guy of all time. He was the guy, I think, that, you know, a lot of people want to be. You know, he just knew how to enjoy life, had a lot of talent, which he maximized out on the football field, and, uh, you know... And the classic good old boy to boot. Um, just, a, just a nice combination across the board. Yeah, yeah, everybody wanted to be around him or be next to him or 
or listen to the tale. Exactly. You have to speak to uh, four Raiders in particular, Tim Brown, Jim Plunkett, Fred Blitnikoff, and Marcus Allen, and they spoke in reverent terms about Kenny. They, oh, that's they, great. Yeah, they were thrilled to he was uh, you know, going to be inducted. At, uh, so I was really happy for you know, Kenny and his family. It's hard to believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, was not, uh, wasn't he like a freshman? on the Alabama football team when Joe Namath was a senior, is that correct? Right, right. He, he, yeah, Kenny was a, uh, around around Joe, so and Joe was there as well on the red carpet. Uh, had a few words with him. So, yeah, I mean, those those are the two, you know, greatest quarterbacks besides Bart Starr in the 50s, but those two crossed paths, you know, Kenny and Joe Namath. So that that was kind of unique. Uh, he becomes the third Alabama quarterback to be in the football Hall of Fame. Yes, it's just amazing. I mean, when you just stop and think about, you know, Kenny Stabler and Joe Namath on the same team and Kenny's successor, Kenny, of course, being the successor to Joe Namath after he uh, moved on to the New York Jets, and we all know the rest of how that story turned out. But uh, that's great. So I, now I have to ask you, you know, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Um, quite a game, a lot of theater, during, pre, during, and post, but. Well, what was your uh, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Well, it's funny, John. Before the game, I was on a few uh, made a few comments at some other radio shows, and they asked me about the game, and I said, "Well, there are two very athletic defensive ends, and Demarcus Ware from Auburn High School in Troy, and then Vaughn, a fellow from Texas A&M." I said, "I, I believe that they're going to give Cam Newton fifth. They'll be able to contain him at least." And, uh, you know, of course, I didn't realize they were going to hold to 10 points. But I said if the defensive line maintains their length, I'll count them. I'll try to run up down, run at him because they'll run by you or around you. But I thought they would give them trouble, which they did. And then I said, bang, make a few plays. Uh, that would be fine as well. That Denver would have a chance to win. Of course, uh, it seemed like they teach. It's almost going to give the game away, you know, turning the ball over a few times, but uh, it all worked out for them. It was a great defensive plan. Uh, I spoke to Wade Phillips, actually, before uh, on Wednesday, and I asked him about the heat call if any SEC teams out of defense camp. They said, no, we're just sticking with the co-film. He, he, I was so, the other person I was really happy for, John, was Wade Phillips. Yep. It, it, you know, because he had been coaching almost 40 years, and he was able to win the Super Bowl at the age of 69. Which was uh, fabulous. I, I just got the biggest kick out of him being with Denver and, and stopping. The, I mean, that's the NFL MVP. So. Well said. Well said. I mean, hats off to him and the Denver defense for flat out uh, number one dominating the Super Bowl. But you know, to finish up really one of the great runs uh, for any unit in postseason history. Uh, I thought the play of the game, you know, was <clears throat> early when they sacked uh, or strip sacked Cam Newton and recovered it for a fumble. Of course, no, it was none other than Von Miller, who just had an amazing postseason overall. And uh, yeah, I mean, that just set the tone right there across the board. Number one, you know, Denver going down the field, 
pretty easily to get three points to start the game off. Then they get the strip sack. They're suddenly up 10 nothing, and it's the perfect start for the Broncos. Just as importantly, you know, they're instantly in Cam Newton's head. And, uh, you know, it was just the best-case way for the uh, Broncos. And, you know, it just built from there. I mean, their defense was, as it was against New England two weeks prior, remarkable. I mean, just suffocating. And Von Miller... Much deserving MVP, and if there was an MVP of the postseason, he would have won that too. Yeah, I mean, their defense, I just enjoyed it. Some people, they thought it was boring, but, you know, there's probably a little, little too many penalties in the game, but I, I really uh, had a good time watching that Super Bowl because I, I don't like these high-scoring affairs way up in the 40s. It, I think that's like basketball on, on grass. I, I rather like that intermediate score. We have some defense being played, and, and uh, that's the style that I prefer. Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, it, it was fun to watch. I mean, I'm trying to think, and I have been since watching the game, I don't think I've ever seen a player close on a quarterback quicker than Von Miller. He obviously did it against Tom Brady and then against Cam Newton as well. He had the, you know, no surprise, had the strip sack, you know, at the end of the game, leading to you know Cam, Nar- uh, Cam Newton not diving into the pile for the fumble. I mean, that's an image that will live forever. Cam Newton standing there, hesitating, and then not diving for that loose ball. Um, between that and the press conference, there's certainly been a, a lot of Cam Newton talk since the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton, he... You know, he's a great player. I've said it probably a number of times. I think he may be the best college football player I ever watched. And in the pros and in the DC, but when that Super Bowl, I don't know, he's going to have to moment the, in the game and the post game as well. Uh, but I'm not sure if he'll, he's going to learn some lessons. So hopefully, his action. Yeah, not his proudest moment. Uh, he did talk about it, you know, a couple days later in a press conference in, uh, I believe, the Panthers locker room where he basically, you know, I think he explained the press conference by saying, you know, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser, uh, which I think was the explanation for him walking off the podium after about three minutes or so uh the for the post game press conference uh then he also discussed not going for the fumble saying that his leg would have been uh con- contorted in an unusual way but uh you know you you, you got to go for that fumble i mean it was the season on the line i mean they were down one score 16-10 i believe and i know it was third down so i think they would have had to punt obviously on the next down but plenty of time 5 6 minutes left in the game uh Obviously, when they lost the fumble, that was it. You know, uh, Denver took it right in, you know, five-yard drive, so to speak. Uh, ball game over. So, uh, I'm all for recognizing that quarterbacks, uh, you know, can't be making tackles after interceptions. Uh, I see Andy Dalton on that one. Uh, and Cam Newton did allude to that. Lots of other quarterbacks don't try to make tackles after interceptions, but... That fumble was a different situation when you when you look at the moment. 
Yeah, I think so, John. I mean, he kind of stared it down, and you know, he made that determination in a split second. Like uh, this kind of strange, but uh, that's what he did. But but getting back to his, his post game, you're uh, the league MVP. You have to just give more than three minutes and a half a dozen questions to end end the season. You can't just walk away because you lost the game and. And the comment about a, a good loser, I at all. And, you know, Coach Bryant was the hero I lived watching, and he always said, uh, win, loser, draw, always show your class. If you don't have it, it doesn't matter. And that's what you try to live up to. I mean, it's a high standard, but this idea that if you don't win, you can misbehave or you can just thumb your nose at everybody, I, and that's, Maybe it's a different era. I don't. I don't know. But that's not the way uh, uh, I'd like to see an athlete handle himself after after a loss. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you and I have been in plenty of post game interviews, and there's nothing like uh, I can only imagine the scene there. The hordes of media who had to be uh, surrounding him, um, and then for him to get up and walk after three minutes is is just stunning. Truly. Um, so uh, I, I can only imagine what that scene must have been like. Um, not a good look, as they say, AP. So uh, on the flip side, he's young, lots of years, theoretically, to recover. But, you know, and, uh, you know, replace these memories with other, hopefully for him, more positive memories of Super Bowls going forward because... Uh, again, the, the, not his best moment. No, no. Time will tell if he, you know, you know, like I said, reconsider his actions and act accordingly the next time. But maybe he's satisfied that, that that's the way he'll, he'll uh, proceed in the future. I, I don't really know. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. And AP, hard to believe, we're already at our final break. So we'll take that and still a few more things to cover. On the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., I thought of you when I read a story today about the Louisiana governor talking about budget issues they're having down there and literally mentioning uh, the potential (laughs) of LSU not playing football this coming fall. And I instantly thought of you, so I'm dying to get your thoughts on uh, on that little nugget of information, which I'm, I can only imagine how that went over in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, things getting serious now. You're threatening to shoot football. You're going to see people move off the dime and, and get something done. I mean, you can uh, criticize and uh, talk about a lot of issues and make some political sense, but when you talk about LSU football, I mean, that's just somebody where they live. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, I, uh, I suspect something will happen here. I couldn't even believe it when I read it. I mean, of all the things, uh, if he was looking to bring attention to the budget issues down in Louisiana, he, he no doubt accomplished that purpose <laughs> with that comment. <laughs> um... You know, and I'm sure people in Louisiana are just going crazy. But, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll work, and I'm sure people will uh, rally around the cause to ensure that that would not and could not ever happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I know they didn't play the World Series one year and some other things happened in sports, but LSU not having football on a Saturday night in, in the fall, I, I'd be nervous. Yes. <laughs> the world the ending, you know? Did that Correct. If you had to pick uh, two or three things that you, you, you never would ever think could happen in the world of sports, LSU's not playing football uh, is one of them. <laughs> it's really on the short list, given uh, their utter and absolute passion down there. Um, so, AP, it sounds, as always, I know, you know you've been out in California, done a lot of Super Bowl stuff. Uh, Got to see the Golden State Warriors, but as always, your bread and butter is college football, and sounds like you've, uh, you know, continuing your work on that uh, out in the Golden State. Yeah, John, the, the uh, Alabama uh, signed a junior college defensive lineman, and defensive end, primarily from Mendocino College. He's originally from Detroit. He's been working in a plant in Detroit, and one of his mentors directed him to this junior college, and he like one year of high school football and, and played two years of junior college, and the next thing you know, the two past national championship teams, Alabama and Ohio State, are wanting him to sign a scholarship. And he told wow. me the story that Jamar, uh, Jamar King, his name is, about 6'4 290 down at Edgerton School, about 240, that on Martin Luther King's uh, holiday, Nick Saban, one week after he had won a championship in 
Phoenix, he was out there with, uh, with Jamal. That's amazing. Um, he must be a serious talent. So he's only played a total of three years of organized football? Correct. That's it, yeah. So you know that he can move, cause he, and he's actually playing for Mendocino College basketball team right now. So he must be a superior athlete. Uh, I guess this begs the question, how did he get away from Michigan if he grew up in Detroit a few years back? Right, right. He told me Michigan State is his team. And, uh, I mean, that's what he said. He loved Michigan State his whole life, but he has some family in Alabama, and he actually, uh, the coaches out there, eventually that he's related to Deontay Wilder, the heavyweight champion, who's from, you know, Tuscaloosa there. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for Alabama. Uh, you know that Nick, Nick Saban going across the country to see this uh, recruit a week after winning the national championship. I think that just tells you all you need to know about why they've won four of the past seven national championships. Oh yeah, yeah, and then also I was able to see the number one player for the class of 2017 running back at Alabama last spring, Najee uh, Harris, six one two twenty, tremendous talent, Johnny can. Has good cutting ability, explosive, powerful, and also he's he has uh, soft hands. That sounds great! Wow, that must have been uh, uh, fabulous. Yeah. So yeah, Alabama's recruiting class—they made a late rush. So number one again in the country. When uh, even going into National Signing Day, no nobody was forecasting that there looked to be a lot of teams to leap over, but lo and behold, they did it on National Signing Day. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, they, this is, I called it the close class, because this is something Florida State used to do in the years ago with Bobby Bowden, so I, I kind of nicknamed them the close class, this, this group. Yes, well, that's great. You know, and speaking of recruiting and National Signing Day, Jim Harbaugh, for better or worse, continues to push the envelope uh you know he's i kind of like it in that he's doing some things that haven't been done before uh so he's shaking it up no doubt about it and the latest is you know looks like he's gonna spend february school vacation week down in uh florida uh you know i think at img in bradenton uh you know, having a football training camp down in SEC country, so it's generating a lot of attention. Yeah, he's innovative and creative, and that's what you need to be if you're trying to make a difference and get the attention of uh, the, the... Well, it's going to be interesting to watch, as always, and, uh, yeah, good to, uh, good to squeeze in a little college football talk. And AP, as always, thank you for calling in. And thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. 